0: Thank you, season. If you're excited to be in the house of the Lord, go ahead and give him some praise. Give him some praise. Happy Easter. It is Resurrection Sunday. Feliz Pascua, Dios te bendiga, mi hermanos and hermanas. Happy Resurrection Day. Hey, you know it's a good day, Shay, when I'm wearing my Jordans, right, Shay? I wore these. So I'm ready to jump. Y'all see that new movie, Air? Anyway, check it out. Uh, so. Are you excited? I hope so. I had, I had people coming up to me uh, during worship just now. I was like, John, you may need to have some people move in. Those people can't find a seat. That's a good day in the house of the Lord. Hey, I, I don't always do this, but because it's a, it's a special day, it's an Easter, right? Uh, I, I have a, a sermon title. I always have one, but I don't always share it. But today I want to share it because I want you to hold on to it, all right? Here's the title. And hold on to it, really, because it's going to be all throughout the message. You're going to hear it a lot, all right? For the next 97 minutes, this is what you're going to hear. <sighs> 94 minutes, fine. <laughs> all right? Yeah, right? Where there is life, there is hope. Okay? So I'll say the first part, you say the next part. Where there is life, there is Y'all ready? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this day. It is because of you that we gather here together. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praise. Jesus, I ask that during this time we will remove the distractions, that you will tear down all the barriers and all the walls and all the stuff that is between us and you, and let us hear a word that will set us free today, that will bring us new life, that will bring us hope. Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Father. And all the Jesus people said, amen, amen. Yeah, glory to God. I saw you. I saw you were ready to clap. You can always clap to the Father. So let's jump into the Easter message. This is uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 2. Very early on a Sunday morning, just at sunrise, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, went to the tomb, the tomb of where our Savior had been laid just two days prior. On the way, they were asking each other, like, who will roll away the stone from us from the entrance of the tomb? But just as they arrived, they they looked up and they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away and rolled to the side. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed, you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Amen. (laughs) Go ahead. Look. Look where they laid him. He's not there. Now, Now, go and tell his disciples and Peter... That Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee, you will see him there just as he told you before he died. The Easter message, Jesus is alive, Christ is risen, right? The tomb is empty except for the random plastic eggs that the angel must have left behind. That's really weird. Why did the angel leave all these plastic eggs? Like, like maybe that's where the plastic eggs come from. You ever wonder, like, why plastic eggs? Like I don't, I don't understand, you know what I mean? Like wh- why plastic eggs? Like a ho- holy sacred eggs, I, I, don't, I don't know. The tomb is empty, but the eggs are not. You know, like, I, I don't know. East, Easter eggs, there's only one kind of Easter egg that I really like, it's the Reese's egg. Y'all like the Reese's egg? Who wants a Reese's egg? Right? Oh right, okay, go ahead, coming in hot. That's how you lose an eyeball, hope we have insurance. I got one more. Who wants any? Okay, right there. Boom. There you go. Happy Easter. Look, uh, Easter traditions, right? You got Easter traditions. Some of them are, you know, uh, Reese's eggs. Some of them are baskets full of the holy sacred plastic eggs. Uh, what are some of your Easter traditions? You know, uh, Maybe uh, filling up an Easter basket, or, or maybe uh, yours is coming to church on Sunday, or, or maybe your tradition is like being drugged to church on Sunday, you know? Just be real with each other. It's okay. If you were drugged to church today, I just want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'll try to make this as, as painless as possible, all right? Yeah, praise God. Uh, you know, um, some traditions, uh, maybe sharing a meal with family and friends. You know, y'all, y'all ready for the honey-baked ham, you know. Uh, Buying some chocolate bunnies, you know, for a loved one. Uh, Maybe you heard uh, Pastor Allen last week. I stand with him. Peeps are gross. No, that's the final word. This is the way I have spoken. Listen, I I can't with the peeps, man. Listen, there will not be any peeps in the Tizovich house, okay? All right? You will find some people, uh, all right, but no, no peeps. I'm sorry. I got a whole row of loved ones wearing peep shirts. I don't even know what to do with that, all right? It's just messing with my head. Jesus loves peeps. Yeah, that ain't in the Bible. <laughs> but but he loves his peeps. Oh, oh. keep going, John, 97 minutes. We, uh, my family had a tradition, um, and this is crazy, like it it wasn't always like because of a Jesus thing, you know, for those that don't know, like I didn't always grow up in a Jesus house. And so, but growing up, we always got together at Easter, right? So there was always family and friends gathered together at a table, Uh, When Kelly and I, my wife, when we started a family of our own, we continued that tradition. We gathered people together around a table, and for us, as we gathered people around a table, it was centered around the celebration of hope, because just keeping it real, for a lot of years, we didn't have a lot of hope, okay? I'll spare you the gory details, because it is Easter, Uh, and I'll just say that Kelly and I we spent a lot of years uh, trying to find hope in hopeless relationships and situations until hope finally found us. Amen? Okay? That's the PG version of a testimony, all right? And so Easter for us, um, you know, was always about this celebration of hope and new life in Christ. And and so, like, over the years, we try to keep the main thing the main thing. That's all. You know, just try to keep it focused. And so... Uh, I just want to encourage you today, as you go out to your tables and and your family gatherings or whatever you're going to do, let's just keep the main thing the main thing, right? You know, I know the masters will be on in some of your homes and you'll be like watching that the whole time. You're like, I know that there'll be other things, maybe egg hunts or, or those dang peeps will make an appearance, you know, like whatever it is, let's try to keep hope. At the center of the table. Let's try to, to remember the greatest news that has ever been told: that Jesus is alive, that hope is alive. That's that's we're celebrating, right? Like where there should have been death, there's now life, right? And if Jesus is alive and we have placed our faith in Jesus, that means that we now have life now and for all eternity. Like that, that's crazy for me. To think, like Romans 8, 11, that the Spirit of God, that power that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. That's what his word says. That the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. And that just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give you and I life to our mortal bodies. I could use some new knees. They're giving out on me, so I need some resurrection power on my knees. Right? But the same spirit that is living inside of us is the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Like Second Corinthians 5.17 that says that, that this means that anyone who belongs in Christ has become a new creation. That the old life is gone and a new life has begun. Somebody shout out new life. Friends, the empty tomb means that you, you, every single one of you, have resurrection power running through your veins. It means the old life is gone, so just step away from that old life. Some of y'all are still flirting with that old life, right? You need to tea swizzle that, okay? Shake it off. Get rid of that old life. By the way, can we just talk about T-swizzle ticket prices, okay? It ain't right, y'all. I want to take my daughter to see some Taylor Swift, but how can I do that when it's like $9,000 for the nosebleeds? I don't like it. So if one of y'all would like to donate some Taylor Swift tickets to my Easter basket for my daughter whose birthday is next week, that would be really great. And I need that timely because it's next week. So make that happen. Praise Jesus for that, right? Listen, some of y'all, honestly, like you're coming into today's service, you're living in an old life, and you've already committed to Jesus. Why are you living the old life when the old life has gone and a new life has begun? It's time to step into your resurrection power, okay? You have resurrection power. This isn't a 2,000-year-old message. This isn't a history lesson about something that happened way back then. He has given every single one of us resurrection power. Well, if we die, sure, maybe. That's a whole other theological debate on whether or not we do, but. <laughs> what would it be in your life that you want resurrected? W- where are you desperate for new life? W- what in your life could, could be, re- like, revived that maybe you've given up on? Right? Maybe it's time to, uh, to tap into that power to resurrect your dreams, to resurrect your finances, or resurrect your health, or your relationships, or, or, or your family, or it's time to resurrect your marriage before it does die. Because there is life and life abundant available to you. See, the resurrection message is saying, hey, there can be life where you thought there was death. Where are you praying that maybe that would show up in your life? See, in our text today, we find that one of Jesus' closest disciples is in need of new life, of resurrection. It's Mark 16 and verse 7. We, we already read it. It said, now go and tell his disciples what are the next two words? And Peter well, wait a minute. For just I'm simple. Like, like I thought Peter was one of the disciples. So why is why is then the angel like drawing out Peter? Go and tell his disciples and Peter. W- why is that? Like, what's so special about Peter? Right. Well, so, so some things that I can learn from Scripture says that, that Jesus uh, ha, had like this, like this like close-knit, like his favorites, right? The other nine didn't really like this, right? But he had some favorites, Peter, John, and James, and, and Peter was one of the favorites. It says that Jesus had something special in store for Peter. In Matthew's Gospel... There's some people that are talking and, and being like, hey, who's this Jesus? Who's this Jesus? Like, and some said he was a prophet, and some said he was just a good teacher. And so Jesus turned to his boys and said, hey, who do you say that I am? And, and, and Peter says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You didn't learn this from any human being. So now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Amen to that, right? Jesus places this calling and this purpose upon Peter, like right in this moment. So I'm going to build my church on you and, and, and the powers of hell can't even stop it. That's a cool moment for Peter, right? That's really cool. And then something else happens. (laughs) A little while longer in Jesus' ministry, he's hanging out with his friends and Peter. And and he has a a little dinner party at a table. And and he's hanging out at this dinner. It's it's what we now call the Last Supper. And, And it's at this table gathering of friends that, that Jesus, he turns to his friends, like right in the middle of like the, the cheesy biscuits and honey-baked ham and, and, and you know whatever else they're enjoying at the meal. And, and, and he says, uh, friends, tonight I'm going to be betrayed by one of you at my table. And tonight I'm going to be handed over to the authorities, and I'm going to be beaten, I'm going to be shamed, and, and, and they're going to kill me. But don't freak out. It's all part of my dad's plan, right? And oh, by the way. One of you is actually going to deny that you even know me, and um, actually, Simon Peter, it's you. That's some messed up stuff to, like, that totally kills the vibe of the dinner party, right? Don't do that today at your gathering, okay? Like, when y'all gonna kill me? I'm like, don't do that. Like, really messed up. Like, in Luke's gospel, we see this conversation. Uh, It says, Simon, Simon, uh, Satan, this is Jesus talking. Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. I wish you'd do something more than plead. How about you stop it? But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented, when you have reordered your life and turned back to me again, strengthen your brothers and sisters. And Peter is like, Lord, I'm ready to to go to prison with you, even die with you. And Jesus is like, boy, and all the parents in the room have said this next line. Let me tell you something. Get outside, and get yourself a switch off that tree. You want the belt or the switch? See, y'all didn't grow up like I grew up. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Happy Easter with your wooden spoon. <laughs> Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Yeah. See, not only is Jesus telling them how it's all about to go down in detail, but did you catch that it was Satan that was going to do, like, be the one messing with Peter? Not just that, did you catch that Satan? had to ask permission from King Jesus. Listen, the enemy can do a lot of damage and make a lot of noise, but he has no authority on those who are connected to the king. Come on, somebody. (laughs) See, because if God is for us, then who can be against us? Right? Do we believe that? No. You said nobody, right? If God is for us, then who can be against us? Then how come we don't live like that? Like, I think sometimes we just forget. It's okay, like, it's not because I got all the white in my beard and I'm, like, getting older and I forget things. I think sometimes we just forget who and whose we are. Like, like just, just, let's just be, keep it real. Like, sometimes, like, seriously, like, as people who have committed their lives to Jesus as their Savior and their King. Sometimes I think we just go about through life, right? Just like, just kicking it, just like living that high life, just kind of going about life. We're in the hustle and bustle of life, just, just kind of going about our business, right? Like, hey neighbor, hey neighbor, mow my lawn. Now, if y'all, I don't know if you mow your lawn. Like, 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 you just go about life, and then maybe something something off happens, something bad happens, and all of a sudden things start to be, not be so good, and things start to be a little panicky, and you're starting to get a little anxious, and you start to worry, and things aren't going the way they thought they would, and it kind of starts to feel like, like, like this ain't going to work out and I don't understand this. Like, and, and we're freaking out, right? And we're, and we're thinking like, oh my gosh this is never going to work out. I can't believe this. And I got to think that Jesus is looking at us like really? Like you're my kid. Really? Like really? Did you forget like who I am and what I'm capable of as he gently gestures towards the empty cross and the empty tomb? Like really? Sometimes I just think we forget not only who he is, but who we are as his kids, as children of God. Listen, um, can we just have some like Easter Sunday morning honesty? Would that be okay? All right. Terry said it's okay for us to be honest with each other. So if you don't like this, blame Terry. She's sitting in the front row You can come say bad things. Let's just have some honesty, okay? Like, listen, um, how many of us have ever veered off track? If your neighbor didn't raise their hand and said, you shouldn't lie on Easter. (laughs) God is watching us. He is watching us. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever kind of, you know, I don't know, you've maybe uh, gotten a little turned around in life. Anybody ever got a little turned around in life, right? Like, listen, y- y- we make mistakes. We- nobody's perfect. We drift. We-, we drop the ball. See, sometimes if we're being honest, if we're willing to be honest, we find ourselves, like Peter, doing some things that we never thought we would do. And it's in these moments that our dad, like a good dad, our father in heaven, steps in and he offers a course correction. He says, let's get you back on track. See, God loves us enough to get us back on track. Not give up on us, get us back on track. When we start seeing things that aren't clearly, right? Or or like my mama used to say, like, boy, you are getting a little too big for your britches. (laughs) Hi, mama. See, God knows, right? Like... Like, it's like he knows that if you keep heading in that direction, right, if you keep following that path, if, if we keep allowing others to determine our value and worth, if we keep messing with that boy, if we keep being a slave to comparison, if we just keep self-medicating the pain, right, God knows that none of that stuff is going to lead us to the purpose and calling that he placed on our life. And so God steps in and does what is necessary so that we can be who he created us to be and not who the world wants us to be. Amen. Amen. See, Jesus allows us to be sifted, he allows Peter to be sifted to say, Wake up, Peter. Wake up, Freddie. No, Freddie's not sleeping, he's always awake. Wake up. If your neighbors sleeping, wake them up. <laughs> sleeping on the Eastern. Like, like God steps in and he kind of gives us a wake up call, right? He's trying to say, Peter, wake up. Remember who you are. Remember who I say you are. Remember who I am. I am the Lord God Almighty, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. I created all the heavens and the earth. I hang the, the stars in the sky and I still think upon you. Like remember who I am, Peter. God is sending us a wake-up call from the empty grave this Sunday to all of the Ann Peters, to all of the people who are thinking that God isn't for them, to all of the people who, who've been through some stuff and they now feel abandoned and overlooked, to all of the people who think that they're too far gone or they've messed up too big. Listen, you may think that it's over, you may think that you're less than. You may think that you blew it. You may think that you've, what you've done is unforgivable. You may think that you are unlovable. But friends, Jesus is alive. And where there is life, there is hope. Okay? There's hope. And friends, somebody at your table today needs to hear that message. Because at every single table today, at every single table, whether it's at your house or at a restaurant, you know, as we're passing the deviled eggs and and the green bean casserole, come on, y'all, let's do better. (laughs) I ain't a casserole fan, but Kelly is. It's a house divided, but, you know, she wins. Happy wife, happy life. Okay? (laughs) As we're passing the things today at the table, listen, I promise you, there's someone at your table who is still wrestling with a past hurt. That there may be somebody at your table who is being suffocated by guilt or harboring shame or suffering from the pain of unforgiveness. Or someone will be sitting there who is slowly, silently slipping into despair. Despair. Friends at every single table, there's going to be friends believing that they don't really matter, or kids and students believing that they're not enough and they'll never be enough. Seniors believing that they no longer add value. Singles believing that they're less than without a plus one. Wives believing that they're undesirable. Husbands believing that their worth is measured by how much they're worth. Parents believing. That no matter how hard they try, they are failing miserably. Friends, the empty tomb, the truth of it, it destroys those lies. That's the old life. The empty tomb declares, right? it—it's. It, I'm going to destroy the sin. I'm going to destroy the shame. I'm going to destroy the strongholds and the guilt. That's the old life when you are claimed in a part of the family of Christ, right? So in the name of the risen King, Jesus Christ, can somebody drop the peeps and pass the hope? Will somebody do that today, right? Will will you just like, really? I I mean, like, just like, let's have some life transformation at our tables, okay? Right? Let's just stop the nonsensical, like, conversation and chatter about the weather. Like, it's so weird, the Cincinnati weather we're having. It's so weird. So Just kill the noise, right? And actually speak a word of hope to your table, right? Like just actually breathe some life into the hurting hearts that are sitting right across from you. Like shatter the lies with a kind, simple word of compassion. Because there will be people at your table today that, friends, they are thinking about giving up. Some of you may be sitting here today thinking about giving up. Like you got drug here today, (laughs) keeping it real. But what we don't know, but what you know, is that you're one decision away from giving up. You may be hearing this message today and you're like, I don't, I don't know about this Peter dude, but I kind of feel like I'm a little like him. And I don't know how I feel about, like, this Jesus guy letting, like, Satan mess with him, let alone mess with me. I don't know how I feel about that. Freddie, can, can I let them in on a little secret, an Easter secret? Would that be okay? Yeah? Freddie said okay. He, listen, um, all of hell was unleashed to discourage and dismantle Peter so that he would never get back up on his feet again and become the leader that Christ created him to be, okay? Jesus knew this was going to happen. Jesus tried to warn Peter that this was going to happen, and Peter was like, no way, Lord, I'll never do that, and then Peter did it, right? Remember he said, you're going to deny me three times? And Check this out. Not after the first second, but after the third time that Peter denied Jesus. This is what scripture says. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Think about that. Parents, you know how you can give your kids a look without having to say anything and you say everything? At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And Peter left, weeping bitterly. Devastated. Blown it. He's been sitting under Jesus' teachings for three years. He was a rising star in the, in the early Christian movement. He, he was a part of Jesus' inner circle. Peter was the one who Jesus was going to build his church on, and he blows it. And Jesus' words have got to be ringing in Peter's ears, right, that whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Father in heaven. Peter knows just how far he has messed up. full of shame, full of guilt. His ministry, his goals, his ambitions, dreams, hopes, everything must have felt like it was dead and gone. And some of you who are sitting here today, you know exactly what it feels like to feel like it's all dead and gone. You know what it's like to weep bitterly day and day. After day, doing everything you can to to put on a happy face and, and don't let them know how you're really doing. Some of you have felt what Peter has felt. Some of you are feeling it right now. Feeling like the enemy has targeted you and sent all of hell to take you down. Alan, can I give him the Easter hope? Is that cool? Cool? Is it cool? Here's the Easter hope, friends. What the enemy sends after you shows you what's inside of you. I'm going to say that one more time because you didn't hear it. What the enemy sends after you shows you what's inside of you. That's why you have been going through so much hell because hell is nervous about you reaching your God-ordained purpose. That's why you've been going through so much hell, because hell is nervous about you. That there's a calling and purpose on your life and the enemy understands that if you ever get in a place where you understand your full strength, if you ever get back up on your feet again, if you ever get to the place of understanding the full knowledge of who and whose you are, if you ever get over the insecurities and start walking in your purpose, if you ever get over the fact that they hurt you and it doesn't matter... If you ever get to the place of understanding that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and you actually start walking in the confidence of God, knowing that you're God's man, you're God's woman, you're a child of God made in the image of God, bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you ever step into that purpose, all of hell is trembling because of how God made you and purposed you. That's who he is. That's who you are. That's why he's upset. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to have that kind of confidence. Amen? Amen. See, some of y'all still like, yeah, I'm sleepy, John. I don't want that Easter message. You too noisy. You too loud. Listen, it's time to wake up and change the world with the power of Christ that is living inside of you. This is what Peter felt. Can you imagine what Peter felt on Saturday? Some of you can't imagine what it feels like, the dark night of the soul. And that is why God said to the angel, hey, angel, say, go and tell the disciples and Peter. Because he needed Peter to hear the message that Jesus is alive. And where there is life. See, Peter may have given up on hope, but God hadn't given up on Peter. And he hasn't given up on you. Amen. He hasn't given up on you. Do you believe it? See, sometimes you can feel like you've been counted out. And maybe the world has given up on you. I don't know if you saw this or not, but last year, almost a year ago, there was this story about a racehorse. Yeah, I just did a hard right turn. (laughs) Hang with me. There was a story about a racehorse that everybody had given up on. There's a story about a horse that whose owners had given up on him. The owners gave up on the horse and, and they put him up for sale, somebody else. An older man, he purchased like the discarded horse and, and said that this was kind of like his last attempt, you know, at, at some success in the racing industry. Turns out the Kentucky Derby was just around the corner and, and it was one of the last races that the horse could actually enter. It was the day before the Kentucky Derby, and the field of horses was already full, nobody else could enter except at the last moment, a famous trainer withdrew his horse, leaving one spot available, and this owner then entered his horse that nobody wanted into the Kentucky Derby just 30 seconds before the deadline. And suddenly, The horse that nobody wanted had a shot, was in the race. Everything was against this horse. Like neither his his owner, his trainer, his jockey had any connection to any horse at the Kentucky Derby. His jockey had never even won a major event. This horse was a $30,000 horse, and that's a lot of money where I'm from, all right? But this $30,000 horse was racing against multi-million dollar horses, right? This is a David in a Sea of Goliaths. And and on the morning of the race, the odds of winning were set to 80 to 1 for this horse, the second longest odds in derby history. I remember sitting at Christine's, like, just, like, watching this on TV. And I got my phone out, downloaded the app, and was like, 80 to 1, that's a lot of money, (laughs) Like, I, I could put a little bit of money on there, put some pastor money on there. I could do a lot of kingdom good with that, right? I remember like, Noah told me, like, you had the app open, Dad. <laughs> right? 80 to 1 odds. The race begins, right? And halfway through the race, our hero is not winning. He's 16 horses back. He couldn't even be seen in the drone shot from up above, right? Right? That's how bad he's doing. Everyone had given up on him, but he didn't give up. Check this out.
1: Once again, we're ready for a start. Number
0: 21. All the way to your left. Red hat.
1: And summer is tomorrow. Had a great start and goes immediately to the early lead. Messier is away running with speed. Crown pride to the outside. Epicenter is going to be taken back a bit. Down toward the inside as Tapa goes up outside of Chargent. And farther out and close to the paces, Cyber Knife. Then comes on the outside Zozos as they race by us for the first time. It will be Summers tomorrow to lead the way. Brown pride on the outside. Second, Messier follows in third. Zozos fourth. Cyberknife is fifth to the outside. And then it's Tapa charging behind them. Epicenter finds himself in mid-pack here. Tiger Medina, Smile, Happy next. And then Sandin to the inside and wide of Mario. Classic Can't even see after that. They're followed by Tawny. Not Ford. even in the shot. End of the back stretch. Simplification is next. Then comes Tis the Bomb. Rich. Strike O'Donagough to the inside, and then the two trailers up the back stretcher, Barber Road and Happy Jack. That opening half mile was, <laughs> whoa, blazing fast. The blazing 45. fast. 45.36 seconds for Summer is tomorrow, who heads up the back stretch in front. Like, not even the in the shot. Crown pride right alongside, and Messier goes up in between those two. The pace continues to be hot. Zozo's is next after three years oh, in one minute, ten and four seconds, and now at oh. the oh. center. Red, Red Hat's making moves. It is moving up quickly. Oh, he got Brown a little traffic. Pride little traffic. Little congestion. It is Pride
0: uh, 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 with oh, he's blocked. Stride
1: for stride. Not going to make it. And Zozo's Not going to make
0: it. Up the outside. Uh-oh. The rail run, what? And into the stretch. He's going to make a move Benchke to the left and stay Crown inside the
1: Pride.
0: rail. Watch it. Is Red hat. The Against Epi-center
1: the rail. Coming the in hot. As they arrive into the final for Lung, Sandin is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandin. These two, strike for stride! Simplification down the outside. get on that horse. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter Sandin. Rich Strike is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky
0: Derby. Rich
1: Strike. Oh, my has- goodness.
0: Oh, my goodness. Rich Strike has done it. Oh, my goodness. Listen, friends, I don't know what you're going through, but don't let anyone ever count you out. Don't you dare give up hope. You may be the longest shot but cling to his truth Jesus is for you he died for you he is not against you he is with you and he will never abandon you he is making a way for you even when the pack is tight even when the way forward doesn't make a lot of sense he is with you and he won't abandon you listen you're not too broken for Jesus to heal you're not too far for Jesus to reach you're not too guilty for Jesus to forgive and you're not too worthless for Jesus to pay it all for. Amen? He conquered death, sin, shame. He nailed it to the cross and walked out of the empty grave and said to all his disciples and James and Alan and Isabel and Ben and Linda and who needs it? And Terry, who over here needs it? And Anthony, don't you dare count yourself out. He is with you, and he will never abandon you no matter what they say, Anthony. This is his truth. This is who he is. This is our king, and this is why we celebrate. For every long shot in the room, for every Peter, for every person who is thinking about giving up, for every person who thinks that they are not worth fighting for, don't let anyone count you out because the empty grave shouts out to all of us jesus is alive and where there is life there is hope let's pray jesus we give you thanks jesus we give you all the praise we give you all the glory we give everything to you we thank you for new life we thank you for what you have done for us it is enough jesus we thank you for this moment, that we can celebrate all that we have done and have in you. We haven't done anything except place our faith in you. Jesus, we thank you. We need you. We are desperate and hungry for you. Give us this life, this resurrection power, so that we may transform our tables, our communities, in the world. It's in your name that all God's people say,